We are live on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. We're the Real Sports Guys, and our sports addiction meeting starts now. Yo, what's up, Ian? How you doing, brother? What up, bro? You doing all right, brother? I'm putting your speaker up to the microphone so we can hear you. How you doing, brother? Good, y'all. What's up? What's up? Uh, Dill playing some crazy ass music, but we are in the building. 12 ounceSportsRadio.com, the rehab sports guys. Ian is calling from a galaxy far, far away. He has turned to the dark side, but he is here with us. What's up, brother? Sorry, y'all. My bad. I'm going to be working while it's being played. Nah, we... Getting my money, but, uh... We feel you, brother. watching this Golden State-San Antonio game, and it's actually a ball game. I saw, man. I just looked up the score. I didn't know what you were talking about, but I was like, what are you talking about with Durant resting? But then I looked at the score, and I see that San Antonio is actually winning the second game. Cause it's well, San... never mind. They're tied. Durant <laughs> went back in the game, and now they've somehow have an offense because when Durant's not in the game, Curry's not in the game, Quinn Cook's trying to run an offense and the only person that really scares you is Clay Thompson and Clay Thompson wasn't making shots. And then all of a sudden people stopped guarding David West and he went vintage David West, fifteen foot pick and pop. Now are we talk like are we talking are we talking Indiana David West or are we talking like Vintage, like we're not talking like San Antonio Spurs mop up David West. We're talking about David no, West no, no, when no, he was with the Hornets. Early Indiana, late New Orleans vintage. Because people forget, where, people forget New Orleans had Chris Paul and David West on that team. Yeah, it looked because they put Quinn Cook. No, what they do is they David West go set the screen on Clay Thompson, who was being guarded by Green, the other Green, the one from North Carolina, Danny Green, Danny. And he'd set that screen, and if they tried to double on Clay, he'd roll to the basket. He got an easy dunk. And the next two times, they they let him pop out, and he popped out, hit a 15-foot jumper. So there's six quick points and got them started because they had like three or four possessions in a row where their offense looked like they didn't know what they were supposed to be doing. Okay, so... Because, I mean, you, you literally, you take two of the top five players in the world off your court... I mean, everybody's going to be confused. Like, uh-oh, what are we supposed to Because you know what happens. When people are struggling, what do they do? You give it to your best player. Like last night, Houston, they were struggling, so they split hard and play hero ball, and it worked. But they barely won. Yes, but when you don't have your heroes, a.k.a. Durant, a.k.a. Curry, your offense looks ugly, and that's what it did for five minutes. I would have put Durant back in the game, and miraculously they turned this juggernaut offense. How was Lamarcus Aldridge playing in this game so far? Because to me, that's the key. Danny Green, Manu, and Tony Parker could not hold their own against this Warriors juggernaut, even without Steph. That's still three yeah. future Hall of Famers on one team. If I was to ask you, uh, what did you think about Golden State in Game One, putting Igadol at the point to start the game? That's great because now that makes San Antonio's offense different because he was always guarding Parker. Yes. And Parker is not the player he used to be. And now no. you don't have a Kawhi. 
Yeah, that's that's killing not having Kawhi because I think if they had Kawhi, this would be a seven game series. Oh, and I think I would almost give the edge to San Antonio just because of what happened last year. That team was down twenty when Kawhi went down with the unfortunate yeah. play with Zaza fucking Petrulia. You got you got Kawhi, you got Danny Green, you got Paul Gasol, you have Lamarcus Aldridge, you have Rudy Gay. I mean, I can keep naming guys that San Antonio has that can play. Now, don't get me wrong; they're not as good as Durant and. What I mean, Durant and uh, Curry themselves, but the accumulation, Tony Parker, uh, Monin, that just shows uh, Patty you. Mills. Let me keep listing names that they could compete, but without Kawhi Leonard, you lose not only an elite defender, but an elite score. No, I wouldn't even say elite a score. I'd say oh, a, I would say a elite. very good score. I would say elite because there are, there's hardly five guys but, in the league you could name that could that could do what Kawhi does on both the offensive and defensive end of the court. I mean, I can only name a couple, and maybe a Clay Thompson, a Jimmy Butler. Uh, you going to leave the king out of this? You going to leave the king out of this? As far as – LeBron's not an elite defender anymore. He's a great help defender, but he's not a lock you down for – 48 uh, I, 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 I was speaking of a guy that when he wants to in the playoffs can elite defend oh, and get any shot he wants. Absolutely, that can get it on both ends, yes. Because that's where so, San Antonio is really hurt right now is because Kawhi was not just a scorer. Kawhi, can, can, Kawhi is like Giannis in a way that they can get shots in an array of different ways like LeBron can. So that they can yeah. hit you from the perimeter, they can drive. That's what makes people forget that Clay Thompson – takes 12 dribbles a game, might hit five threes, but Clay can take you off the dribble too. And so without Kawhi, that opens up a whole nother element of Clay Thompson's game. Yeah. And the problem with Clay is without Steph, he kind of gets in a cluster because Steph opens everything up. Exactly. Without Steph and Durant sitting out, they can kind of man him up a little tighter. Yeah, and they, they can key on Clay, and Clay's not able to get those open shots that he would get with Durant. And, I mean, Draymond's a career, like, 32% three-point shooter. But if you remember back in the 16 finals against Cleveland, at Cleveland won, Draymond was hitting all those threes because they could space the floor. And that was before Durant even got there. But when you had to, when you had Iguodala, Steph, Clay, Draymond, all able to hit from the outside. You, you you had to leave one guy open, and Draymond was that guy that was hitting those. Now they're not getting those looks. And let's not so, misremember. And let's not misremember too the fact that this is the same Golden State team that was struggling and getting beat by team by Utah forty point by forty plus yeah, points. At they the were end distant. Of the year too. I mean, yeah. they didn't have anything to play for, but still, you can't lose by forty. But you have to understand, they had locked up the number two seed. And, and this is why I've always said, and I think you would agree with me, Ian, and this is the rehab sports guys, Ian, David, Jesse, J. Wilder Guru, uh, Sports Talk, Ian, and David underscore Dillavu. And Ian is calling from a remote location somewhere far off in the galaxy, taking care of family business. But this is what makes Oklahoma City so dangerous. And this is also why... So... We were talking about earlier, Golden State had the number two seed locked up probably, what, three weeks ago? Now, you can't get beat by 40 at Utah, but Utah's now having... Hold on one second, Ian. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry, Coop was calling in. 
And so uh, I'll have to hit him back. And then on this Warrior, on you know, on this Warrior Spurs game, like we've seen this before from the, from the Warriors in the playoffs. Like they'll get down, they'll get down, and let a team play with them for the longest time, and then at the end of the third, midway through the third quarter, and on. I got a game. I got a perfect, I got a perfect, I watched the game that happened. Y'all remember, I told y'all about this. I said, the thing that kills you in Golden State is you can hang around, hang around, hang around, but you can never, ever let them get one of what I like to call uh, Oracle runs. Oh, no, 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 no. Where they get get to rolling, Oracle gets to rocking. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, yeah. 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 You remember, because... Oh, I witnessed this last year in the finals, my brother, from Africa. Like, I watched this. I was like, bang, bang, bang. And Kevin Durant, like, those runs are ridiculous. You're absolutely right. They're a lot like like Duke in that. They're a lot like Duke in that. The Oklahoma City game. And, okay, so it's a close game. I think Golden State was down, like, four or something. And they end the quarter on a 21-to-1 run, and it's a wrap. You can just... But those but runs you know, don't end of the quarter. They transfer to the next quarter. So yeah. Golden State goes on like a 40-10 run. Mentally, once you get outscored by 20 in the quarter, you're mentally shot. You're done. Oh, yeah. I don't care if you have three all-stars in Oklahoma City. Once you once they get on a run like that, it's just And Golden State can be down Golden State can be down 20 and erase that run like nothing ever happened. But if you get down to Golden State by 10. And those three start raining, it's a wrap. Like I, I still think yeah. that Golden State is a favorite in the West. See, that's the thing that makes that makes Golden State so damn dangerous in the playoffs is because they're they're a team that's built for a marathon, not a sprint. Like yeah, they're, they're one of those teams that does, you can have them down even 15, 20 points in a game, and they're not truly dead until the end of the, until the fourth quarter's over with. Like they could come yeah. back on you at any point in time. Against in any game. And can I make a point real quick? I I was I didn't get to watch the San Antonio Oklahoma uh, the San Antonio Golden State game one, but I got to listen to it on the radio, and it seemed like Golden State's that one team that can play lackluster defense and then turn it on any minute. Cleveland was not able to do that. What do you think Cleveland needs to do? Because their defense has been in shambles all year. I mean, it's simple rotations. They haven't been able to get right. And don't get me wrong. They've had a lot of moving pieces, and they don't practice. But do you think Cleveland's in trouble against Indiana? No, because no. in game one, what was their problem? Not their defense. Their de- if you give me 98 points a game. Yeah, I'll give you that. Cleveland gives up that. Great. It's just they missed threes. Listen to this. Eight for 34. If they, shoot, if, they, if they shoot 40% from three, which is like, I think, 14 threes, they win. Easy, because that's 18 more points. in the game. So that's all That's all I got to tell you. Is they, their defense wasn't bad. It's just they, the shots weren't going down. Hey, brother, did you watch the game? Because I watched the game, and I saw, a, I saw Indiana getting every loose ball, and I saw a lineup that was Bogdanovich, if I'm saying his name right, Miles Turner, Lance Stevenson, and whoever and Oladipo, that lineup gave Cleveland fits because they just out physical them. And we're not even playing Tristan Thompson in this series because I mean he cheated on Chloe, so we don't want none of that Chloe magic up in here. We're on 12 ounce sports radio, by the way, and so we're gonna talk about this ridiculous shit. But I feel like if and I felt like LeBron, I felt like LeBron should have been more aggressive at the beginning of the game. And by the way, that Lance play was a flagrant because he hit checked him. 
That should have been the flagrant one. He hip-checked him and then thumped him on the head. And don't get me oh, wrong. Well. Born, ready. I love Lance. Uh, Patty Mills just did his best Harden impression in three and one. Oh, I, I mean, mean like a here's, flop? Here's my <laughs> here's my thing with with this Indiana and Cleveland series. It, with Indiana, can you repeat that? Like, can you repeat that four times? Like, you're, oh, Indiana. Yeah. Like, are you gonna be Absolutely able to repeat? Not. Are you gonna be able to repeat that kind of performance? Because they won a game where they scored ninety eight points and Cleveland scored eighty. If Cleveland scores a hundred. Can Indiana score with them? Exactly. And then the thing is, are they consistent enough to be able to pull games like this four times? I just don't see it. But Cavs... Oladipo didn't have a good game. Oladipo dropped 32. It's like, where else are you going to get enough points to play? All right, say Cleveland scores 120 like we're doing all year. Where are you going to get the other 20-something points from in Indiana? Hey, Lance will make him dance. No, I Man, agree. I agree with you, but I'm a pessimist because I. It wasn't the fact that we were down because Cleveland made a run in the third quarter, and they got within seven. But Cleveland got production from two players, LeBron and Jr. That is not yeah. now. Now, obviously, I don't think Cleveland's going to shoot eight for thirty-four every game in this series. But I didn't like the initial effort. It felt like Cleveland was like, there's a team that we thought we should win this series. And Indiana came in as a team that's like, hey, we're hot. We have nothing to lose. So I, I still. on top of that, didn't I, didn't Indiana take the series from y'all this year? Three to one. But I would, you have to remember, I'm glad you mentioned that. The three to one was when we had Crowder and all those guys. All four of those games were before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So I don't take much into that. And one of those games, we had a 20. Like I was at. Uh, you guys remember when I was at uh, Camp Shelby for BLC. Yeah. yeah. One of those games, we blew an 18-point lead late. We had Isaiah Thomas not playing. We had Jay Crowder. Kevin Love was in and out of the lineup. But to me, if – if and this is not even Indiana. I think we're going to win this series 4-2. I give Indiana yeah, one I game at home. Think I think it's six. But I think that uh, – I think if Cleveland wins game two and wins game three and we go up 2-1 – even That's if Indiana matches this, I mean, it's they're not built for a long series because they haven't been here before. LeBron, LeBron's not worried about it. But to me, LeBron has to be the aggressor in the first period. I love the fact that he gets his teammates involved. But you have to be the aggressor in these playoff yeah. moments because LeBron sets the tone. And Rodney Hood has not had playoff experience. He's had, like, one playoff experience last year with Utah. Uh Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, no playoff experience. And this motherfucker has the game on. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't just think of it until now that I could uh, turn it on using using my direct TV app. But, uh... Hey, what score of the game? 49-42. Hey, 12-ounce sports radio. This is Jay Will, the guru, at uh, Sports Talk Ian, and David underscore Dillavu. That's right. We are watching the NBA playoffs live. My brother... So you got a couple more minutes to spend with us, or you have to get off the phone here? I got a few more minutes where I got to hit the stack. A few more minutes. Hey, uh, Philadelphia lost tonight. I told these people not to put their baskets with Philadelphia. Miami came out there. Dwayne Wade, I didn't see the game, but Dwayne Wade, last time I checked, it was like middle of the fourth quarter. Dwayne Wade had 23 points. You heard my prediction the other night. He dropped 28. 28. Dwayne Wade off the bench, 28. Like I didn't expect, I didn't expect Miami to win a single game in that series. So they've I, already, I gave them five. I think 
think if I, I'd have to look at my tweet. I sent that, but I think it was five or six. I think I think I picked four uh, one Philadelphia just because I believe Eric Spolstra. I know he hasn't done anything since the big three, but he's got playoff experience. Udonis Helms there. They've got Wade, and Philadelphia has not been in his position. Philadelphia got the hundred and thirty points. How many points did they scored tonight? Like 80, 85 or something. One of three. What was the final score of the game? One thirteen. One of three. I believe. Yeah, but Philadelphia had to score like 30 in that last quarter to get to that. Because at the end of the third quarter, Philadelphia had like 70 points. At halftime, at halftime, they're starting five. Well, starting four. You don't include Ben Timmons because he didn't shoot threes. And then beats like out. One for 15 from three-point land. Right, and that's a young team. Reddick, Covington, well, Bonham, whatever his name is. And then, oh, Bellinelli. And then, uh, Bellinelli, yeah. No, no the... The big ass center they got. Oh, 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 oh for Miami. I'm thinking of. No, I'm oh, thinking of Miami. My bad, my bad. Yeah, you, you're you, right. You're thinking of. Uh, the, Whiteside? No, he was saying the, the backup. Uh, the. The oh, dude do, do, do from Kentucky. Like, no, 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 no. I don't remember who, but I think I'm, I'm thinking of something wrong. But anyway, they have about four guys that. That can shoot it, bro. Golden State stupid. Clay just hit a three from the corner. Like it's ridiculous, bro. Oh yeah, y'all delayed. I forget y'all watching on the. Hey, if you're hearing a dog whining in the background, that is my homeboy Duke, and he is just very sad that Olivia's not hanging out with him. But and he used to be Ian's dog, and then he engaged him to me, so he he has. I think Ian is hearing. Hey, say what's up to Duke, Ian. What up, bud? He cocked his head. So, anyways, we out here at 12 Ounce Sports Radio doing our thing. We're at 17 minutes and 50 seconds. So, yeah, I got a, I had a few more points to make. Hey, make, make your points, brother. Uh, Houston, I think it'll be Houston and Golden State in the conference finals as everybody else thought. I disagree. But, I disagree. I think. Because Oklahoma City doesn't have to face Golden State in the second round, I think Golden State, I think Oklahoma City can give Houston a, a run for their money. Did you see the last time that uh, Oklahoma City played Houston at how uh, Westbrook manhandled Harden? I think that's something to look for. Paul George is coming alive in these playoffs. I know it's one game. Give me your thoughts on do you think Oklahoma City has a chance to knock off Houston? And we know how Dillavu views, so we're, we're going to be on live radio, so keep your views to a low, Dillavu. We know you yeah. hate Houston. Now, get me wrong, in this, in this playoffs, whoever plays Houston, I'll, uh, everybody, who, whoever may be Oklahoma City, Minnesota right now, Golden State, I will be, be fans of those teams because I'm an avid, as being from Dallas, I'm an avid Houston hater. I'm not as far as cussing and screaming like Bill Gates, <laughs> but it's okay. Hey, shout out to Cody uh, Clark who sent me a uh, James Harden meme last night, but he's coming to my wedding, so we're going to have Cody Clark. We got you on. He's my uh, former staff sergeant in the military. He loves James Harden. I think it's an infatuation with the beard. But what do you – do you – okay, so we know that Houston is going to beat Minnesota. That's given. Yes. And if, unless Kawhi – and Tim Duncan both come out of pseudo retirement. San Antonio's not beating Golden State. No, I'm not having it. So who do you think wins the uh, Portland New Orleans series? Portland. 
as bad uh, as they play game one. Yeah. Even, I mean, even with as bad as they Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are not going to play that way. Yeah, it's not going to last all series long with them being that far down. That, those two are going to average about 55 a game. Now, what if Rajon Rondo averages 17 assists like he got in that first game? Because Rajon Rondo is... There's the outlier. Can you name the last time Rajon Rondo lost a playoff game? And is it when he dislocated his elbow in Boston? Dallas. No, it was Dallas when he just didn't show up, but... Yeah. Because last playoffs, he didn't... When's the last time y'all made the playoffs? Whenever Rondo huh? didn't show up. What what playoff series was that? I'm confused. 2015. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's right. So he hasn't lost the playoff game in two years. Yeah. Because he... Well, he didn't play last year, so that doesn't count. Okay, so but, that one series, well, yeah, Rondo has balled his entire like, playoff career besides that. In, when he was in Sacramento, they didn't make a playoff. But anyway... When he was in Chicago, they didn't lose because the only reason they lost that series was because Rondo got hurt. Oh, you're talking about when I played Boston? When he was yes. in Chicago, when when he hurt his elbow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because he was balling that series. That's that that was supposed to be one of the biggest upsets until Rondo got yeah. hurt. And they would have beat him. Oh yeah, they would have. Absolutely. That's just Rondo. I just I'm like Rondo's so. There's been I watched a few minutes of that game. He's got athletes around him. People can. His shooting isn't a problem, but when he plays in a place where he has to be a scorer, it doesn't work. Like when in Boston, he was surrounded by Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Kendrick Perkins, Big Baby score. Davis, like just Big every, Baby Davis. Yeah, he can. He had Eddie House. Eddie House. Don't forget about Eddie House. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, you put him in a situation where he's got Anthony Davis, uh, Drew Holiday, and I'm not going to name him because I don't know him. And then, oh, Miritich, the dude that Bobby Portis Miritich, knocked the Miritich. fuck out. <laughs> yeah, Miritich. When you got scores like that, he doesn't have to score. So his sole purpose is just to pass. And, and he is an awesome passer. And on the ball defense, which he does very well. Yes. And get rebounds. Yeah. Like he's a rebounding he was the rebounding. He's a court true rebounder. Before Westbrook. Before Westbrook. Yeah. If you told me the best guard rebounders, people would say Westbrook staff said, No, go watch him. Go watch him rebound. I would have said Rondo and Jason Kidd. Yes. And Magic. Whoa, that's way in the era. Well, but Danny Green, he's a, he, don't forget about him. He's a great guard rebounder. Danny Green's trash. <laughs> no, uh-huh. I'm, kid, I'm kidding. I love, I love Danny Green. But Man, just watch him. Like, I don't, he's, he's just a great, he just finds his way to the rim. Fundamentals, 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 man. Oh, because Absolutely. he played in North Carolina, right? <laughs> No, I'm just saying no, for players, players like that in general, it's just all Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, there's there's certain players that aren't overly great, but they just make themselves look a lot better because they do every they don't do anything that will hurt you. That's why a lot of these people on Twitter that get on there and talk all these stats and just roll the tape out. I'll show you. Right. And the thing about right. it too is like, if you like you said, if you have people around you you don't have to stand out you you can just as long as you're good enough to make your teammates better that's all you really need yeah and sometimes you just got to play your role i mean you just have to know your role in the offense we're all on the team and 12 ounce sports we're popping a beer 
Billy's got a headache, so I'll be drinking by myself tonight. But absolutely, like yeah, I'm putting on a weight because I gotta go to bed. <laughs> and I happen to be off tomorrow. Hey, if you hear the whining, that is my dog once again. Yeah. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to add. Like, hell, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm just. I mean, it's, it's Milwaukee, like, Boston. Uh, you, you I think, think Mo- the on Toronto did what I thought they're. Yeah, they won. But do you really think that their role players are going to support them for seven games? Absolutely not. But hey, can you can you tell me something? And I wanted to ask you this before you left. I looked at the box score. Why is Van Fleet, uh, Fred Van Fleet? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is he? Why did he not play in game one? Is he hurt? Or is he not on the postseason uh, roster? Uh, absolutely have no idea. Cause the other game he, I watched he, this year, he was a he, he saved him in a Pistons game. No, no, no. He was their six man this year. I mean, yeah. All them other dudes' no names idea. I can't pronounce. Like I looked that up, and I, I, I when I shot my podcast yesterday, which is. On uh, at JWorldAguru, you can find it on my Twitter page. I could not for the life of me because they were saying he was like fourth or fifth in like six man of the year. Which for a is he a first year, second year player? He, I, mean, I think he's a rookie. I think he's a rookie. He he was one of the Wichita State players, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he balled this year, and then he's on the he playoff undra- roster. I think he was an undrafted rookie last year. If I'm mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, but he balled this year. Like he killed us yeah. the two times he played with Cleveland. He's put up good numbers. I mean, he was a big part of their bench. Um, I think. Yeah. But John Wall shot five for like fifteen and. See the biggest thing. That same old Wizards. That and but that's the, the thing that hurt Toronto early on in that game was the fact that Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan didn't show up. At least, the, at least DeRozan showed up at the end. Kyle Lowry didn't show up at all that's that game. That's what Kyle Lowry does. So it's the same did we not say that? It's the same story but with Kyle Lowry, Kyle, year in and Kyle year out. I mean, it's what he does. It's He, he plays pretty well in the, in the regular season, and then he gets to the playoffs and goes into this super ball hog mode and doesn't do anything. But he shot like – he only took like five shots. That was weird. Like – and, and Abaka was the star of that game. I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't for all the role players, they would have lost game one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's I mean, Portland, but Portland does that. They did the same thing in Portland, but Portland doesn't have the role players on it. That and the fact that Nurkic couldn't hit a layup to save his life in that. Oh game. my God, he was terrible. Well, I would have rather seen Denver in that spot, but. I mean, wishes are wishes and tricks are tricks. But and the fact, that, I mean, it bull, and that Portland game, especially at the end, it was boiling down to the lack of the lack of ability by Nurkic because he was killing him. Every time he'd get the ball, he'd either fuck it up by turning the ball over or he would miss a wide-open shot underneath the basket. Like, it's absolute atro- absolutely atrocious to what I saw. Oscar the ground stuffed to trash. It was trash. That was what that was. Like CJ and Dame via his passing were were carrying them at the end of that game, and yeah, they could get no help. Their defense, I, mean, I, I didn't realize the thing I, when watching the tail end of that uh, Blazers game that I like, I watched most of the third and fourth quarter. I didn't realize the Blazers defense was as good as it is. Oh yeah, like I I, I want to switch real quick before you have to go, buddy. Do you think after that showing in Game One, should Boston be scared of Miami? Or, I'm sorry, of Milwaukee? 
No. John, if Giannis doesn't foul out in overtime, I mean, that game, if Boston's a clear number two. Now, Boston is getting the efforts of a lifetime out of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They're going to have yeah. to. They're going to have to because they have no other option now that Kyrie and there's no Kyrie and there's no Hayward that can't do anything for them. And there's no Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is a big part of that team that people don't realize. Marcus Smart is like the Lance Stevenson in Indiana. Their Lance Stevenson is Marcus Smart. Yeah. Like Marcus Smart is that bully that can't shoot to save his fucking life. Excuse my French. I love you, Jesus. But he can't shoot to save his life. But yet he impacts the game in so many ways. So now you got Terry Rozier who hit a, one of the most amazing shots ever until Chris Middleton hit a shot. And I had to make Kyle turn the game on at Slim and Shorties. So, hey, man, turn the game on. Like, it's, it's, it's getting to that time. I don't think Milwaukee can win this series, but I think Boston – Boston's a two seed, right? Philadelphia's yeah. a three? Yeah. I think Boston get Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is going to win their first round series against Miami. I think Boston give them a lot of trouble. I think, but they're going to have Embiid. But we're all forgetting that when Embiid comes back, it's going to change their entire offense. Though they've won seven, they've won Heat series is over when Embiid comes back. Well, yeah, yeah, but Philadelphia won seventeen in a row and looked better than they did with Embiid. Can we talk about how tonight's two games? Everybody overreacted because everybody's like. Oh, San Antonio and the Heat are about to get swept. I, think, I, I, I never thought San Antonio was going to get swept. I think they're getting swept. National media members, guess what? Players read into it. Because Philadelphia didn't show up. But Phil- San Antonio and Philadelphia are different. San Antonio has been no, here before. What I'm, what Philadelphia has no playoff experience. I never thought. With the overreactions after game one. Because. Well, I'm overreacting. I think Cleveland's getting swept. Well, you're a fan. You can do that. You don't think they're getting swept? Do you think, do you think LeBron's going to pull some shit out of his ass? LeBron is not Michael. He doesn't lose in the first round. You do know this is the first time LeBron has ever been down 0-1 in his career in the first round. You also realize this is the first uh, time no. since... No, no, no. LeBron has not been down 0-1 in the first round in his entire career until this year. I'm pretty sure... Look it up. It's fact. I listened to five sports shows before I said this on air. He's never been down 0-1 in the first round in his career. He's always won the first round game. And LeBron's never lost a first round game since 2012. So it just goes, yeah. So that series just goes to maybe five or six games when we thought it was going to be four or five. So. Well, I didn't predict yeah, sweep. I, I, I predicted 4-1, so... But, I mean, the supporting cast of Cleveland bothers me. It's just... These guys, a lot of you have to understand. Clarkson, Nance, and Hood haven't shot these shots in the playoffs before. Nope. It's a different pressure but level. I, I wouldn't worry about it because it, the, the the cue is just like the Oracle. Once Cleveland start making shots, that place gets to rocking. Right. The rain and shit from everywhere. And honestly, bro, I watched a lot of those shots and they were rim outs. Like it wasn't like we were. Yeah. A lot of those shots Careful. were just rimming out yeah. and missed tip shots, and it was. Indiana had it that game. We and didn't. You gotta remember, it got down to six, and I was like, they had a chance. They just fell apart in the end. So I wouldn't. I'm not worried about it as a LeBron fan. I'm not a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Don't get that twisted. Oh, I am a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I know you are, but... Oh, let me put on my Cleveland Cavaliers hat real quick. 
Jeff. Take off that Jordan hat. That Jordan hat, maybe it won't jinx me. Huh? I had a Jordan hat on. I had to put my uh, LeBron back, my, my LeBron hat on, so I don't get jinxed. Anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna end it on this. I still think Cleveland's going to the finals, and I still think Golden State's going to the finals. After all this, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we're not gonna get Golden State Cleveland anymore." I don't I, think you're gonna get Golden State. Oh State no, either. I have one more thing. I have to say something about Houston media members. Y'all need to go home, go to sleep. Sarah Spain was saying with everyone outside of your little Houston bubble. Hey, what did Sarah Spain say? Is, she's my hero. Is the fact that Harden walks, and when he gathers, he gathers and then takes two more steps. True. And she pointed it out, just like every other fan outside of the Houston bubble did, that he walks when he does his step back every single time. But this Houston media member, who works for Fox, mind you, went on this... Fox is trash. This ESPN rant about, ah, oh, fuck your network, and they say the F word, screw your network and your know, narratives and blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, you mean then, I wanted to be, oh, you mean the narrative that ESPN's been jamming James Harden down our throat? Oh, but they're pushing some other narrative. Get the hell out of here and go home and go to sleep. Just because you won one championship doesn't mean you can act like your your shit don't stink. I agree. Hell yeah. And the Houston would have no other reigns except they had a Kim Olajuwon. Mm-hmm. And they can thank Jordan. And mind and you, they can thank Jordan for retiring on those. Hey, teams. hey, listen. Dillavu may hate the city of Houston and their fan base. Akeem Olajuwon was a fucking monster. Agree with that. Okay. And you love Akeem. I do love. Akeem. I, I I wouldn't say I love Akeem, but I liked Akeem. Akeem was a beast. Kenny Kenny the Jet Smith. How? Oh oh. That was when I I liked Akeem, and I I didn't. That's before I knew what a rocket was, and before how how I knew how trash the Houston sports media and fan bases were. Hey, before before you leave, we're gonna let you go, buddy, so you don't get uh, beat up by your wife. Because <laughs> if my wife was here, she'd be beating me up. We're gonna have a. I don't have. We're, a we're gonna have a podcast one day about how. Dillavu feels about Kenny the Jet Smith because he played for North Carolina and for the Houston Rockets. <laughs> Good luck with that. Wow. Well, I think he is off the line. Yep. Anyways, we are back. That was Ian from yep. the Rehab Sports Show. And this is not the After Hours podcast. This is... Uh, this is RSG after hours. No, this is the Rehab Sports Guys because we are, this is our podcast, but we are doing this in favor. It's kind of a collaboration tonight. We're doing the regular and the and the secondary. So you're gonna get time. you're gonna get everything from the night podcast, but this will stream tomorrow at 11:30 Eastern and at 12:30. I'm sorry, 11:30 Central, 12:30 Eastern. I get my time zones right. Yes, 11.30 Central, 12.30 Eastern. This podcast will be live. We just have to send the file in. So we have got 36 minutes in on the NBA. Do we want to talk about anything else? Or do you want to you want to talk about the draft? Yeah, let's do some draft talk. All right, so it's we will talk in, about the draft, and weeks. we will be right back after these messages. We are back. We are watching... You have to excuse us. This is a impromptu podcast. We are watching the Spurs in San Antonio 
And it looks like Golden State is going to go on one of their runs. Let's see. We get a full play-by-play. And turnover Golden State. And it's a turnover for Golden State. Anyways, we're going to go into our next segment of our podcast for the next 25 minutes and talk about the draft. NFL draft. NFL draft. Because the NBA draft is too far away. We don't know who's who's in the NBA draft yet. Yeah, we'll get to that here in about another couple weeks. So, name your top four quarterbacks in this draft. uh, Darnold Rosen. That tells you enough right there. Darnold Rosen, then you can toss it up because Baker Mayfield's not the answer. Lamar Jackson's not the answer. What about Josh Allen? Josh Allen is just... Tannehill 2.0 like it's it's literally Donald Rosen and then you can throw in whoever as quarterback because they're all going to be about the same I disagree totally with you I, I have Donald one I have Rosen two and I think the personality issues with Rosen are way overblown I think Josh Rosen can step into the New York Giants right now and be their franchise quarterback for the next same, 15 years that's the same thing I feel about Sam Donald like you give yeah. him you give him, and I and I feel that way with Darnold with Cleveland. Well, you take you give the, you. I stated this like a week or two ago on one of our podcasts. Like, I feel about and, and I and yes, I'm I'm slightly biased as somebody who kind of root, roots for USC football. But bias aside. Darnold is a damn good quarterback. Oh, no, no, Darnold's the real deal. People that want to pin off all these interception machine monikers on him from this year, go take a look at their roster. I know they're USC, but go look at at the receivers they had. They didn't have one, even one top three round, probably not even one top three round receiver on their whole team. Like... You're not going to win if you don't have talent on the outside. You're just not. You're not going to have good stats without talent on the outside. You have to have help. The fact is, he didn't have help. And it now, now, now the people are going to say, well, well, you know, Rosen didn't have help, and he's still doing good. Rosen played in a completely different system. Like Rosen would have had the option of dump downs all the time and. You know, running a lot more with running, a, having a lot more run plays in their system. It's and it's just not part of what USC does. Like they run the ball, but they don't like pound the pound the run game. It's like legitimately like 30 to 40 passes a game is what Darnold was doing. And give Sam Darnold the team around him at the NFL level, like the Giants, with with an OBJ, a Brandon Marshall, a you know, a, a Sterling Shepard. I mean, they have receivers running out the you-know-what up there. And then the fact that they might get Dez on top of that. Man, dude. They, I mean, any quarterback. I mean, really, either of the two quarterbacks would flourish in, in New York with those guys. Oh, I agree. I agree. The one thing that we disagree on is Baker Mayfield. And... I know people from Texas hate Baker Mayfield. I don't like the video with him getting chased by the police. I don't like it. I don't like the cross grabbing. I don't like the middle finger. One alcohol from a guy who drinks alcohol on 12 ounce sports radio can tell you, I don't believe that one alcohol incident like that 
undermined your career. I get the size is a problem. I get that. It's not just that. It's 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 the character issues. What character issues? With the size. With the fact that he's a question mark going in anyway. I mean, there's just too many question marks with Baker Mayfield. What question marks? Every teammate that he's ever played with loves playing for him. The scouts that love him, love him. He's got the highest completion percentage. I know he played in a spread, but Baker Mayfield threw the ball down the field. He wasn't a dink and dunk passer in the Big 12. I think Baker Mayfield giving the right team and the right coaching could be the steal of the draft because I think that I like the on the like if me and you were playing football and I had a quarterback that was out there like hey guys we're gonna run this play we're gonna just play and I'm gonna look real good and I'm gonna have my face shaved and all this or it has a guy that's gonna come out here and motivate his troops I believe that the on the field attitude of Baker Mayfield hey you may not think much of Urban Meyer, but Urban Meyer has had stout defenses his entire college career. He said he's never had a quarterback, and this, this includes Sam Bradford, who he was behind to in the championship game in 2009. 2008 season, 2009 championship game. Never had a quarterback carve him up like Baker Mayfield did. I think that Baker Mayfield is built for the pressure, and that's why... Baker Mayfield does not need to go to the Jets. <laughs> Baker Mayfield needs to go to Denver. And I'll tell you why. If I'm the Jets, I don't even mess with a quarterback. I'll make Teddy Bridgewater my my number one quarterback and that ain't call it a day. I agree. I the fact that they already have him, why would you even need to? Well, because they missed on Geno, they missed on Hackenberg, they missed on Bryce Petty. Like, you can't... Why, why draft another quarterback? You have quarterbacks there. And if they wanted to draft a quarterback, why move to three and not move to two? Right. Because maybe the Giants didn't want to trade with their in-state rival. Man, I still say it. The Giants control the draft. Like, if you're Cleveland and the Giants are still there, you have to take Barkley. Okay, let's talk about it. I'm glad you said it. Let's talk about the Saquon Barkley number one pick. But the thing is, if the Giants move out and another team moves up, say like the Cardinals or the Bills move up again, then you have to take a quarterback because it's clear that that's what Cleveland has to take a quarterback. Cleveland has to take Sam Darnold number one. No. Yes. Not if you're you're moving – not if you had the Giants at two, because I honestly believe if you pass on Barkley, he's going to the Giants at number two. But you don't have a quarterback. If you take Barkley one, then you get Josh yeah. Allen, and Josh well, Allen look, is look fucking at, trash. Look who's, in, look who's third. No, no. Three's not taking – three's taking a quarterback. The Jets are taking a fucking quarterback. Like, the, the Jets don't move up to three to not take a quarterback. Well, actually, it's the fucking Jets. We don't fucking know. If you're Cleveland, me and – hey, shout out to my buddy Chris. Shout out to my buddy Jimmy. I just saw your message. Uh, I saw that you shouted me out on my uh, fucking uh, text message. If the, if the Cleveland Browns take Saquon Barkley number one, who are they going to have it for to get a quarterback? If they take them, if they take Barkley, the Giants are going to move out of that pick. So then two and three are going to get Darnold and Rosen. Then you're stuck with Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. Josh Allen's. Keep in mind, this is the Jets. They do have a history of screwing up whenever it comes to taking quarterbacks. 
Yeah, but who the fuck are they going to take, Josh Allen? Well, I can almost get. I can almost. If the Browns want Josh Rosen, they wouldn't. They wouldn't take Saquon Barkley number one. I can almost guarantee you that if they take Barkley at number one, one of Darnold or Rosen will be there at four. I'll go on a limb. But I can almost guarantee you that that will happen. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that if... Somebody will get ballsy and they will go after Josh Allen and it will not work. No. I believe that if the Browns take Barkley number one, the Giants will be like, hey, well, fuck, we don't want to trade out of that pick. They'll pick Darnold. No. Yes. Because the Giants will... Keep in mind, here's one that people haven't thought of when it comes to the Giants. Keep in mind, they did just trade Jason Pierre-Paul. They might go Bradley Chubb. Okay, so let's talk about that. So if the Browns take Darnold, one, the Giants take Chubb, two, the Jets are going to take a fucking quarterback because they're the Jets and then Saquon Barkley, so therefore, and I don't even think, I think the Browns' smart play is to take Darnold, one, and Chubb, four. Let those two take the quarterbacks. I don't see it. Like I, Running backs don't chase franchises. What was the score of the game, by the way? It's 66-62 Golden State. They're starting to pull off. But anyway, but I know it's it's not the norm to take a running back that It early. doesn't happen. The last one was Keanu Carter, and he was fucking trash. Like, and I think Saquon Barkley is a great running back. And I know it's not the prototypical thing to do, but... Talents like Saquon Barkley are not going to fit. He... Ezekiel Elliott got drafted two years ago. Don't say it doesn't come around once in a lifetime. The last time we've seen a a running back with the talent that Saquon Barkley has... Was two years ago with Ezekiel Elliott. No. Ezekiel's better than Saquon. No. No. Yes. No. No. The last time we've seen a running back... Adrian Peterson? No. LaDainian Tomlinson was the last time we've seen a quarterback at, at the level of Saquon Barkley. Bullshit. He played at Penn State in a run-dominant offense. Yes, I think Saquon is a beast. You're telling me that Saquon's better than Adrian Peterson? Coming in Oklahoma, what Adrian Peterson did for 10 years in this league. And Adrian Peterson's example is why I wouldn't take a running back number one overall. You don't take running backs number one because what happens... Okay, how good do you think Le'Veon Bell is? The best running back in the game. Why can't he get a fucking contract? Because he can't stay off the weed. No, that's not why he can't get a contract. Because, and, yes. And because he's that's, that, that's why I, no, 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 get me wrong. I'm a diehard Steelers fan. I will say this on air. That's why that and a couple injuries, why I wouldn't give him top dollar receiver and that, and that's money. That's fair. But the fact that. When's the last running back that. that outperformed a second contract? Well, Peterson didn't. Bell might not. We don't know, but Bell's on his second contract. Uh, let's go back to Ladanian. No, Thomason, after 10 years, was was washed. He went to the Jets and became a nobody. Now, I'm not saying make sure you hear me now, believe me later, as Bamani Jones would say. He has a couple of phrases I like, and we're not going to debate about what we think about Bamani. He has a couple of catchphrases I like, hear me now, believe me later. Ladanian Thomason was great. Adrian Peterson was great. Leonard Furness great. How many of them running backs 
got their teams to a Super Bowl? I'll wait. None. I mean, and that's fair. That's fair because, now, listen, we have had this conversation off air. If it was anybody but the fucking Browns, let's say the Jets had the number one pick. I am, take Saquon Barkley number one. At some point, Tim Couch, Brandon Whedon, Johnny Manziel, Deshaun Kaiser. You passed on Deshaun Watson. You passed on Carson Wentz. If you're the Browns and you have There's new a reason management, why they passed on all these quarterbacks. One, they're the Browns. Two, they aren't very good at drafting quarterbacks over their over their over their franchise's history. They. When was the last time they? Dude, they had sat the number two pick last year. When was the last time they sat down and drafted a great quarterback? I'll wait. That's what I'm saying. So if you have an opportunity so to you, draft a quarterback, that so is. So why would you not take the guy that's the once in a lifetime talent instead take a quarterback when you know damn well that you've not ever been able to draft well at quarterback? Because I believe I, I believe that much in Darnold. Plus, they already have. Ty- Here's the thing that we haven't even spoke on. They have Tyrod Taylor. Have like they don't. They're not in desperate, desperate need of a quarterback right now. They have a quarterback. But they need the a franchise need. quarterback they need at a some franchise point. Quarterback, but is there is the fact is Darnold and Rosen absolutely 100% without a question of a doubt that much better to get right now when you already had Tyrod as opposed to getting a guy that's going to be. A once in a lifetime type talent. So when do you get that quarterback if you're the Browns? Let's say you get Barkley. Let's say you get Barkley at one and you get Chubb at four. Now I think the Browns. No, I'm saying Chubb. I think the Browns. I don't think Chubb will be gone. I think New York is going to trade out of that. I think I think two and three are going to be quarterback picks. That's what I believe. Hearing from my sources. Okay, fuck that. I don't have any fucking sources. I just watched it on the fucking internet. You ain't got no damn sources. But, but if you're the Browns and you see, get you get a quarterback sleeping. and you get Chubb at four, let's say that's your dream scenario, you get it, and you have Chubb and Miles Garrett anchoring your defense, that's and then you have a quarterback and you have fucking Josh Gordon that, and you have Jarvis you Landry under it. contract. But All you need is a running back. They can get Nick Chubb, Geis. There's running backs to be had in this draft. You don't need a dynamic, game-changing running back if you have a franchise quarterback and those guys on the defense. Or what if you get Mingusin Fitzpatrick, who's been running the Alabama defense since his freshman year? We have 10 minutes left. We're out here balling. This is the Rehab Sports Guys, the after-hours edition, but we are going to be posted at 11.30 Central and 12.30 Eastern on 12-Ounce Sports Radio. If you love us, like us. If you don't love us, then well, fuck you. Because fuck them, kid- that's why. He's kidding. He's I'm kidding. not kidding. We love, we love our listeners. If you don't like us, we still love you guys. We're just having a good time here. Hey, uh, hey, hey Dillavy, why don't you take a break from the NFL and give him a score update on the San Antonio Golden State Game 2 Western Conference first round? Well, it does look like uh, San Antonio's came back and made it a game again. What's it the score? It looked like Golden State was pulling off or- with the game a while ago, 67-66, San Antonio. Or a quarter. And 425 left, it and looks San Antonio's like. got San the ball. San Antonio's at the point. It's Pagasol's whack-ass with the ball. <laughs> we'll give you a little bit of play-by-play here because that's what we do on – oh, that yeah, was that was, that, that was terrible. And 
Oh, that was a good block. Okay, so let's go into... We have about eight minutes left. Do you want to go into some random conspiracy theories? I think we should have a set... Actually, you know what? We'll do our top five real quick. We did not do a top five. We're going to do a quick top five. There we go. And this is not going to be our extravagant top fives. We're just going to go off the top... Top five coaches in the NBA right now off the top of the head. Oh, absolutely. Number one, Pop. Number two, Carlisle. Number three, uh, Boston, Boston. Um, Stevens. Ray Stevens, three. Uh, <coughs> Glad we're going to disagree. Those, those three are all they're the automatic one, two, three. It doesn't matter. I don't care which order you put them in, but those are automatic one, two, three. Um, so no love for Steve Kerr? I think he's just a product of product of what he has around him. Okay. But I'm not saying Steve Kerr is a bad don't get me wrong, Steve Kerr is a great coach. But I don't think, think about he his is, adjustments that he's made in each of those finals though. Yes. But I don't think that he's a top coach. You think, think he's, he's a top five a, coach? Yes, I think he's a top five so, so so you you have Pop, Carlisle, oh, no, I don't Stevens. Think he's, I think he's borderline top five. Who's it, better? He, I think he could in, in the league right now, who's better? Quinn Snyder? Uh, it's too early to tell. He's good though. Brett He's Brown been good so far. Brett Brown's been good so far. I wouldn't put him there. Um, so who's better? I'm sorry, and I, I call me absolutely nuts for saying it, but I don't care about what happened in Orlando. But Frank Vogel is a great coach. Great He's top coach. five. Yes, with a good with actual. So you've with got a front pop. office, with a front office that knows what they're doing, and a team with actual talent on it. So you're going to put Scotty Brooks at five now, right? No, I'm going to put. Uh, so you got Pop, Carlisle, Stevens, Vogel, and uh, what's his name? Oh, and he's not. My fifth best, and which is even more crazy that I'm going to put it over here, because that's what we do on our show. That's what we do is crazy. Are you going to say, D'Antoni? Outside the box bullcrap. I'm going with freaking Fitzdale. Fitzdale? I'm dead serious. All right. I like it. I'm dead serious. I like it. Let me. That's that's what's up, dude. This dude is literally saying a dude that coached for like half a year, and I love Fitzdale. Don't get me wrong. I hope the Cavs. Let me preface this by saying if LeBron doesn't win a ring and LeBron leaves. Actually, if the Cavs don't want a ring and LeBron comes back, hire Fisdale. Uh-oh. Here comes Golden State. These are my top five. Pop, obviously. Number two, Brad Stevens. Without a ring. I'm uh, And Carlisle's three. I'm just saying Brad Stevens has done more with less talent. You know what? No, fuck that. I'm going Pop Carlisle Stevens. Stevens is teetering. No, well, Stevens is teetering on passing Carlisle. Not and this no disrespect to to Rick Carlisle, one of my favorite coaches. To be interchangeable. Those three. I'm going to give you a coach at number four, and I'm. Saying this is the person that loves LeBron, motherfucking Eric Spolstra. You know, I didn't think about Spolstra. You're Eric right. Spolstra weathered the entire four years of the LeBron D Wade era, I mean, this, and and he's he's brought him to the playoffs I again. Mean, this guy put Miami in the playoffs with their two best players being Hassan Whiteside and Yoan Dragic. Like, 
That mansion, and, I, I didn't believe in it at first because I thought it was a product of the system of the guys that were around him with LeBron and, and Bosh. LeBron and and went them. to... But the fact that he, have did, you heard what of, he have, did this year with that team is absolutely outstanding. Have you heard about Pat Riley's new book? No. Riley in his book said that LeBron came to him and said, hey, you get the itch to coach again? LeBron was trying to get the Eric Spolcher to fuck about the paint. But at the end, at the end of the run... Minus his shoulder bump and all that, LeBron respected Spolstra. So I got Pop, Carlisle, Stevens, Spolstra, and I'm gonna throw a wild card out there. Quinn's fucking Snyder. That's just too early. It's not too early for me because I, you know what? I'm gonna say a tie between him and Shots from Portland. Stotts. Stotts. No, no, that that's the one I got five, and I got Quinn Snyder six. Stotts has done so much with so little. Hey, don't Quinn Snyder's been there for three years. That changes my top five then, because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Pop, Carlisle, Stevens, Stotts, and then I'm gonna go Vogel. Vogel. That's not a bad. That's not a bad top five because I think Frank Vogel has gotten the shit shaft from the fucking NBA. Look at what he did with just take away what he did in Orlando. With 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 a complete clusterfuck of a front office. Now go take, look up what take, their other coaches did with that clusterfuck. Scott Skyhole, Jacques Vaughn, all the motherfucking yeah, dick cards. They're fucking trash. Like you look at the look at what he would the, the hands he was dealt in Orlando. Now go look at what he did with actual talent in the front office that that actually knew what they were doing. They in damn Indiana. near took down Miami. They Indiana damn near took that when when Vogel was two in years charge. in a row. They almost did it. So, Vogel can coach, bro. Vogel can coach. He's going to get another job. Scotty Brooks, I feel hey, bad Mark because Jackson, he's defense. Mark, Mark Jackson, Jackson should be the coach. coach. Mark Jackson. If Mark Jackson's not the new coach. The, okay. I think it needs to be okay. Fitzdale or Mark Jackson. We have, two, we have two minutes. Do you know who the next coaching search is? Mark Jackson. It's Mark Jackson. Fitzdale. Jerry fucking Stackhouse. I mean, Stack's not bad, bro. Not a bad option. No, I love Jerry. Now, mind you, I love Jerry Stackhouse. Where is Jerry Stackhouse coached? Now, Mark Jackson never coached before. Steve Kerr never coached. I get it. I think Stack needs to be ahead of them? No, but I do think that he wouldn't be a bad option. But I will say that that's a bad landing spot for Stack because that New York media market will eat him a lot. And I think it's a bad spot for Mark Jackson. I think Fitzdale would be perfect for that job. I think that Mark Jackson is the right guy for the job, but I feel like if they falter too much, Dolan will fire him and ruin his coaching reputation. Remember, Mark Jackson built the Golden State Warriors. We have a minute and 15 seconds left. Yeah. But here's my thing. I, I think with the way that – and I know we might run over just a tad on this one, but – my idea is that Fitzdale, with the way he coaches and his per- personality, it just fits in New York. He's that tough, gritty, take no shit type coach. That's some stats for your ass. And take no I shit. love. He's he, he the old Memphis coach, yes. right? I love him. Like he is the type of guy I think that New York needs in New York. He's the type of guy that can handle that kind of. Do you know why I hope he doesn't get that cause, job? Because I think that if he gets that New York job and the People that try to come after him, he's going to come right back at them, too. You know why I don't want him to get that job? Because I want him in Cleveland. <laughs> I can't blame you for that. No, like, 
You remember, he was the Miami assistant coach. I think if LeBron stayed and he got rid of the fu- Ty Lue. Here's another underrated Ty, Ty Lue's a placeholder. Let's, let, let's be real. Here's another underrated coach, that, in my opinion. And I know you're going to you're gonna roll your eyes or do whatever at this, but David Blatt. David Blatt's, David not, a Blatt's not a bad coach. No, I think David Blatt should get an NBA job. You know what happened with Blatt? And we are going to go over a little bit, and that's fine. 12 ounce. You can edit this however you want. And actually, we have a hour and a half time spot. So we will be okay, and we will be right back. We are back. Dillavu is eating a sandwich. I'm chewing some gum. And so, we've done our top coaches in the game. So what the fuck are we going to talk about for the next 30 minutes? Let's get on topic about what we were just just talking about outside on our break. Okay. The whole coaching scenarios, the what could happen, what might happen, what could have been, all that. Me and Jesse were just stepping outside a minute ago. We came, brought us to a conversation. I think it's a pretty much a mutually agreed thing around the league that Billy Donovan as a pro coach hasn't hasn't worked out. No. I mean, he, and that's no knock on Billy Donovan. Some coaches, I mean, he's had success, but he's not the guy that's going to bring them over right. the top. Okay, so some coaches just aren't cut out for the NBA, and that's fine. He's a great college coach. Now, now let's put this into perspective. Frank Vogel's already been fired. So, here's, here's your hint. Billy Donovan gets fired. Frank Vogel goes there. That's, in my opinion, with Frank Vogel leading that team... That's an easy. I mean, now, now, granted, granted, the fact that you have Paul George as a free agent and he's likely leaving, but still, even you with, think so? Yeah, even with, even with a Carmelo and a Westbrook on that team, <laughs> and with the smart. Here's the kicker for that team: if you had Vogel as a coach, he actually would have a great front office behind him this time with Sam Presti. And, and company, they are amazingly great at doing their job in the front office, and they know how to field great teams. Think about it. They drafted Durant, Westbrook, Abaka, mm-hmm. James Harden, Stephen Adams. That team, they got Victor Oladipo mm-hmm. last year in free agency. They got, and that should have worked. That should have worked. You see what he's doing in Indiana. They got Paul George. And Carmelo to come there. Sam Presti should be the executive of the year. Mm-hmm. Second best executive of my lifetime minus mixed cup chat. Who, by the way, is now with the Hornets. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jordan fired Steve Clipper, which makes me sad. I thought Clipper was a good coach, but you can't underachieve with that talent on the roster. Charlotte's going to be an interesting and and, and, and the fa- I'm glad you brought up Charlotte. Please, Hornets, for the love of God, do not trade Kimba Walker. Oh, hell no. Please do not trade Kimba. Kimba is your solution at point guard. Just find him one more person. He has Dwight. He has Dwight, and Dwight balled this year. Yeah, Dwight did ball this year. Dwight plays around too much whenever it comes down to big games, but... Take that away. Take that away from Dwight. He balled his ass off this year. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And and any 
Man, and, and I was just bringing up Vogel. Yet again, that would be another good hire. What if Jerry Stackhouse went and coached this year? Oh, that's a... That's a North Carolina guy. Oh, you know, Jerry Stackhouse and Jordan played with the Wizards, so that may not be a thing. That may not be a thing. You might be on to something like that, though. Well, because when Jordan and... Or is that just a Knicks thing where they're just so stupid that they just grab well, no, because random coach? If you guys don't remember, when Jordan went to the Wizards, Stackhouse was the up-and-coming guy in the league. I fucking love Jerry Stackhouse. I loved him at UNC. I loved him with the Wizards. Hey, he was a part of that Maverick. He, he was on some of those Mavericks well, teams. I remember. In 06 and 07. Like, I love I Jerry Stackhouse. I love Jerry Stackhouse the same way I love Jason Kidd. I love him the same way that I love Jason Terry. That is why I still believe that Milwaukee has a chance because they have that weapon in their back pocket, that Jason Terry weapon that can always hit a three. I I was at a church camp back in 2006, and they had it on a big screen. It was a bunch of Texas counselors, and I'm from Arkansas, but I'm a Mavs fan. Second to the Cavs, of course, but I hate the fucking Spurs. It was half Spurs fan, half Mavs. And Jason Terry was the driving force with Dirk Nowitzki that drove that first team that got cheated out of the finals when Dwayne Wade could drive to the rim and you could <laughs> breathe on him and get a foul called. Couldn't agree more. So, and that's when the NBA, to me, was like, are you old enough to remember the Sacramento L.A. series in 2002? Faintly, yeah. Because I wasn't really a big NBA fan, but I was like, in 2002, I'd have been like 15. So It was 2-2, two to two, and the Lakers went that to the... That was back when they still had Vladi and all them. Well, no, that was the Shaq, Kobe, Derek Fisher. That was their last, th the last of their three-peat championships. And the Lakers went to the free throw line 17 times in the fourth quarter. This is why people think the NBA is rigged. This is why when I'm watching the Pacers and the Cavs, and I see the Pacers getting every call, I'm thinking the NBA wants that series to go longer. I'm not saying that the NBA rigs results. Oh, the death of the finals of the NBA in the championship are definitely rigged. out, And it's not even... Me saying that for one team or for the other, this the finals in its entirety are rigged. Rigged? How so? For profit. Because the more games they play, the more money the NBA makes. So they're not rigging the results, but they're rigging it to keep it close. Mm -hmm. They're keep they they want close games. They don't want they, they don't, don't want they had in the two thousands where it was like four one four one. And it's two things. They want money and they want viewership and more viewers. And they want storylines. So, I mean, it, it kind of goes... So, okay, can I ask you a question about the 2016 finals, that which my Cavs won? Do you think they suspended Draymond to prolong that series? Now, Draymond had been acting out, I'm and Draymond gonna, did try gonna, to kick him in the balls. I'm not going to state my real reason why, about my real opinion about no, that series. Speak your mind. I think that that series was complete bullshit, and that was rigged for LeBron to get a ring in in, in Cleveland. That's the one time I will say on record that I think that shit was rigged. How was it rigged? Steph Curry did, did, was hurt. Did, did, LeBron we, scored 44 we, two games in a row. Speak, do we not speak of the fact that the NBA for weeks, for about a week and a half straight, said, 
no team, they pulled this storyline of, oh, no teams ever came back from da da da. No teams ever came back from blah blah blah. No teams ever came back from blah blah blah. Don't you find it mighty funny that of all the people that it ever happens to, it's LeBron's team that it had. Do has, you, do, do you mind you that in game six, LeBron and but yeah, Kyrie but yeah, scored 44 points? And then in the middle of all that, it just so happens Draymond gets suspended for the entire series. Draymond tried to punch LeBron in the nuts. And guys with track records, that's why I said this on my podcast earlier. You can find that. You can find this at jwillthegrewer.com. Look at my bus sprout. Lance is gonna find himself suspended. It's not like fucking Pal Gasol was out there and just and they got like kicked out of the game. Draymond tried to punch him in the balls. Now, do I think they rigged it to? Now, mind you, what was the series going into Game Seven? Three three, right? In Oracle. But they were up three games to nine to start. No, no, no. They were up 3-1. 3-1, I mean. 3-1. Draymond swung at LeBron's nuts. Now, he shouldn't have got ejected. Okay, so let's say Cleveland wins game five. There wouldn't have been a game five. There would have, no, the, no, no, the game was already over. He got suspended for game six. Okay, well, there wouldn't have been a game six and a game seven. It doesn't matter. The Cavs, LeBron and Kyrie both scored 40 that game. So we have 3-3. Three to three, Everyone's and best speaking, players are on the court. Anyway, as soon as we speak about Draymond, boom, he just hits a shot. Mind you, Draymond, even though you tried to punch LeBron in the balls, I still love you. And if Draymond ever wants to be on my team, I will take Draymond. I will take Lance Stevenson. I Absolutely. love hoodlums. Absolutely. I take all the hoodlums on my team. Can we get on another NBA side topic? Fuck yeah, we can. It, this is the rehab sports, guys. We can do what the fuck we want. Let's get on this one for Did Quinn Cook just hit a three? Yep. What score now? 96-79. Oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Spurs getting swept. Yeah. I'm starting to believe it. But speaking, I'm glad you said the Spurs. Is that exactly where I was going? Kawhi Leonard. Is he going to get traded? Or what is going to like? What's going to happen with that whole situation? And 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 let me just throw this out there: if they do start floating about trading him, do you give up a top five pick to get him? Fuck yes, you do. Even if you or if you, you give two situations. For... Okay, first off, Kawhi's got an injured quad. He's going to be fine next year. I agree. I believe. After what fucking <laughs> snake ass fucking? Hey man, you trying to get fired? No. Okay, well I want to get fired. Snake ass fucking Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili are the reason that Kawhi Leonard. Mark my words, Kawhi Leonard will never play another minute in a Spurs uniform. Where do you think he goes? Well, let's go back to your original question. What no. would you give up for Kawhi? Oh, I, I I I just posed the question. I'm not. I would to it. I would give up I my. I would give up my. Even if, unless if he's halfway healthy, I give up my next three first round picks. If I what you can't do I in the NBA, it, by the way. But the only thing that people are bringing up, like I seen today, among my Mavs fans that were hopeful about maybe a potential trade for him, they were saying, you know, he would have to. He it would be a, a risk because of the injury, which I don't agree. No, no, it's quad. And, He's and the all thing, right. Is, another thing too, he only has a year left on his contract, so you would have to get him to 
to re-up on a new deal, too. But Kawhi's not looking for the superstar. But, but the thing about it is, I just feel like Kawhi's not that guy that's just going to bail on a team. I know what's going on now, but I don't think that on if he got traded to a team, he would bail on it. No. I just feel like, here's my, my feeling on that whole situation. I feel like Kawhi's finally woken up to the fact that, that damn, damn, I looked around and all I see around me are guys that are like 35 plus years old. Aside and from that Marcus are Aldridge. Pop guys. Like Pop has three yeah. guys. Pop has three guys. Duncan, Manu, and Parker. That, those are his guys. And I love popping them. And Steven Jackson said this on Fox Sports 1 a couple weeks ago. And even Pop said, I love Pop. But there's three guys that are untouchable in the Spurs organization. Four if you count David Robinson. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker. Yep. Now, if we're going to be fair, those guys have earned that. But you think that Kawhi with a Finals MVP against a LeBron team? And, now LeBron, and, not, and, not 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 07 LeBron. LeBron in his prime. And not even that, but he's a top five player in the league, having to play it with these 35 plus year old dudes. Like I don't. Let me go on record to say it. I do not blame Kawhi Leonard not one little measly bit for bailing on that team. I would have done it in a heartbeat myself. And for all, because once you look look or take a look around what's around you, and Lamarcus Aldridge is your best second option behind you, do you really want to stay there when you know you can go get traded to somewhere else and be the guy and be? Around somebody that has a better future or a better team, like, like I know I'm biased here as a Mavs fan, but the but you look at a hungry, aggressive player like Kawhi, team him with a hungry, aggressive player like like Dennis Smith Jr. That's lethal. Problem. He plays the same position as Harrison Barnes. Include Let's Harrison, talk about it. I want to include, include Harrison Barnes in the trade. I want to get into this Mavs thought with you, and I know some of you guys don't give a fuck about the Mavs. They're my, you do know the Mavs are my second favorite team, right? I do. I think that this trade is going to happen. Absolutely not. It's hypothetical. But Kawhi, theory. if Kawhi was so great under Pop, if you go to the second best coach in the NBA, which is who? Which is Carlisle. Who? Rick Carlisle. I agree. Why would Kawhi? That's like barely any drop off. Like that's barely any drop off, and the team around you is can Kawhi, way, way, way younger. Can Kawhi? Can Kawhi play four? I would say he would be more of a. What if you move Barnes? Three that plays two at times, not a three that plays. Four what if you times. have Barnes at two, Kawhi that at would three? Never work. That would never work. Why not? Barnes can't spot up shoot at all. That's the problem. That's why he's. So if you had DSA, Barnes, Kawhi, Aiton, and whoever the fuck your center is. That's the thing is, if you're getting Kawhi, most likely you're having to give up Barnes and your first and or your first round pick to get him. Would you get? Would you do that trade? I would do it in a heartbeat. I would. Would you give up Harrison Barnes and your number three pick? I, I love, 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 love Harrison Barnes, but by no stretch or of the imagination. Would I ever pass on a top? Now, you and Ian said something, and I'm going to eat my words real quick. I never said that Harrison Barnes would be a 23-10 and scorer, and he has become that. But is he a superstar? 
No, he's not a superstar. He's just a very, very good number now, two he's a, number three that's, that, that's what I was trying to tell you guys. So, like, I think Harrison Barnes can be that guy on a mid-level team, but Harrison Barnes is not going to be the guy that takes you over the, the top. The thing about it is that with a guy like Kawhi on the team and a guy that's offensively hungry as Dennis Smith is, man, Kawhi can lock up anybody. Let, let me give you another proposition. What if you run DSJ, a shooting guard, Kawhi, and Barnes, and Aiton? Because the NBA is going smaller. I think. But how are you going to get Kawhi if you're not giving up your pick or if you're not giving up, Bar- giving up Barnes? You're going to have to – if you're going to get him, you're going to have to give up one of the two. How about you wait it out to a free agency? You got still, one year. Even still. He's only got one year on his deal, so you play this year out. You got Barnes. Get the fuck Wesley Matthews. Are we, get the are fuck we him really going to try to depend on the Mavs to land a free agent like like Kawhi Leonard? Jesus, I and I mean to say this with respect, Jesus, I love you, my savior. No, I don't think Mark Cuban, especially with that, all the bullshit that's coming out of organization, be tru- that man cannot be trusted in free agency. I'm sorry. He hey cannot. Kawhi, hey DeAndre was on his fault, but you were better off without DeAndre. Because now, hey, let me just put it this way: if you get the number one one pick, would you have had? Would you rather had DeAndre the number one pick? Would I have rather had DeAndre or this or the number one pick this year? This year, if you get the number one pick this year, would missing out on DeAndre been worth it? Yes, because we know what DeAndre is: he's a dunking, rebounding, non-free throw shooting, non-game changing machine. He couldn't get the Clippers past second round. They got rid of all of his supporting cast. Like, and I do not. You, and I you, told do, you, do you know who DeAndre is? DeAndre is fucking Arrow. All his friends leave him, and he's stuck here trying to save fucking Star ah, City ah, by ah, him fucking self. Right. He, he's all these fucking DC characters. It's like, oh, I'm sitting here like holding the fucking when the cops shut. It, 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 it's your homeboy. That everybody leaves and he's holding the fucking like fucking bag of weed and everyone else is gone. That's DeAndre. They got rid of Bla- they got Blake the fuck out of town. He couldn't make them in the playoffs. Chris Paul. I told y'all Chris Paul wasn't the problem. Chris Paul was not the reason the Clippers could not make the playoffs. The Blake Griffin's always been the fucking problem. He's soft. He's a big... Because he dunked over the hood of a Kia. Look he at... didn't dunk over the Kia. Hold on. I want to say this, my brother, before you get in. Blake Griffin did not jump over a Kia. He jumped over the hood of a Kia. I watched... Hey, what's up, dude? That's my dog. Blake Griffin dunked over the hood of a Kia. And they had... Fucking R. Kelly playing in the background. I believe I can fly. That's why he won the dunk contest. Just like when Nate Robinson dunked over Dwight. And and Dwight ducked. And and he wore the kryptonite shoes. And it's just like Donovan Mitchell this year when he threw on an old school Vince Carter jersey. and did. But you think he should be the rookie of the year. Just like when Donovan Mitchell threw an old school Vince Carter jersey on this year. And did did a shitty remake of of his dunk from 15 years ago. And Dine won the dunk contest. This whole dunk contest this year was all remakes. Larry Nance Jr. came out there and put his daddy's jersey on. But except for the one guy that should have won it to begin with. Oh, DSJ. And that's not even me being biased. He, hey, DSJ not. is a oh. fucking monster, dude. <laughs> I fucking love baby that Baby Westbrook, man. I'm telling you, Baby Westbrook. But I hope he's got more foresight than Westbrook. Uh, let me put it. Th- uh, let me put it this way. The DSJ's game 
from the time he started his rookie season to the time he ended his rookie season was here to there. He improved so drastically in a lot of different areas. Yes, he his shooting wasn't the best, but he's a damn rookie with no help other than Harrison freaking Barnes. I mean, but Harrison Barnes is a superstar on a, though. On a tanking team, like you can only do so much. How do you feel about Dirk coming back? Not good. Like, I love Dirk. Always will. Will probably be go down as my favorite player in NBA history. What if Dirk comes back at a but, super but, low but, and Dirk's just sort of a mentor? That's the only way I would be fine with it. If now if Dirk comes back and he wants... You know Dirk's unselfish. And, and, and you know fact, this yes. about Dirk. Him, yeah, he's unselfish. But the thing is, for me, I, it's not a Dirk being selfish issue with him coming back. It's me being concerned that they're going to try to stick him into the starting lineup when he needs to be coming off the bench. Like, especially if especially if we don't do anything and just say, like, we go with our and we want to. Right. And we take it and our do our. Golden State San Antonio is a wrap. And say we just, like, you know, say we drive Bagley or Aiden or somebody, or somebody at the four, or like a Michael Porter Jr. He doesn't need to be starting over them. You know Dirk will come off the bench, though. Will he, though? Will we, will we demote Dirk? I, I, I truly... With his relationship with Carlisle, I think Dirk will do that. I truly don't think it will happen. I really don't see us doing Dirk like that. I just don't. No, but you don't especially have to do his, Dirk like that because he respects Carlisle. Carlisle will be like, hey, man, can you come off the bench? Dirk will be like... But will uh, Carlisle say that? I, I, I would love to come off the bench because I'm, I'm I'm Dirk and uh and uh, and and uh, uh, uh I got conned by that, that 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 ugly white girl that one time. Love you, Dirk. No, I I think Dirk is the ultimate team player. Dirk's been taking pay cuts his whole career. I think Dirk would come off the bench. I think Dirk wants that. I think Dirk is looking for numbers at this point. But he doesn't need many numbers. I think Dirk is going to... I think Dirk would love to come off the bench. I wish he would. Now, if he would be willing to be a bench role player... Now, Dirk, would, Dirk had would, ankle injuries yeah, this he, year. He, now, if Dirk comes back no, fully healthy... No, no, no. Dirk didn't have... He, yes, he did. No, He's he had he ankle surgery to end the year. Yeah, but I'm saying he didn't miss any games until right at the end of the year. Like, literally right at the end. What if Dirk comes back and scores 15 a game? I still wouldn't start him. Who'd you start over him? The guy that we drafted is our lottery pick. Why don't you? That's why Dirk. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. People have said if we draft a a four as our draft pick and put him at center, well, no, that doesn't work either. Why don't you draft a power forward to sit behind Dirk, play 20 minutes a game? And give Dirk the opportunity no. to mentor him because you're not winning the finals next year, anyways. I don't need to win the finals. I need my rookies to get experience. And they will. You don't need your rookies to play 38 minutes a game. How are you going to get experience playing half the game? Uh, playing and sitting next to the. Okay, let me ask you this, do Mavericks you think, do fan. You, do you do you think that DSJ's Improvement this year would have gotten that good if he had had to sit behind uh, JJ Barea. His production would have been a lot fucking better if he'd have been allowed to play in some fourth quarters. I agree. So I'm not. Sa- I'm not. I'm, I'm saying Dirk plays 15 minutes a game and Dirk mentors the guy because you can't 
underestimate the power of mentorship. I'm not saying Dirk plays 30 minutes a game. That's fucking ridiculous. He's in year 21. Like, Dirk needs to be playing 10 minutes a game and coming out there. And and I, I've been to... Have you been to that arena? Three times. I've been there once, and it was a Spurs-Mavs playoff game. Spurs, when, I went to... Uh, 2010. Mavs, I went to Mavs... The year before they the won Mavs the title. Versus Magic twice. The years before the they won a title, I was there in game three of the playoffs. When Dirk comes on that court, like, Dirk is Dallas when it comes to the Mavericks. Yeah. Now, you keep him on the team, Dirk does not have ego. You know this. No, but I, it's not It's not an ego issue for me. The fact is, I just feel like the, uh, our franchise as a whole, Cuban, uh Carlisle, you can't make Dirk retire, though. He's done too much Cuban, for the franchise. And, and associates, I should call them. I just feel like their loyalty to Dirk will not allow them to let him be our, allow him to not start. Like, I just don't feel like But I happen. disagree. I think Dirk doesn't have that ego. It's I think, not a Dirk thing. This is the thing. It's not a Dirk thing. It's a respect Fuck Cuban. Him. I think Cuban wants Dirk to start. I think Carlisle and Cuban can come to an agreement and say, hey, man, even if you start him, who says you? Who says he starts, he plays five minutes, and he plays 13 minutes? He's in the starting lineup, but you get your guys your minutes. Now, it depends on who y'all – it depends on what draft pick y'all get. Oh, I, honestly. I had a dream last night that y'all got the number seven pick, and it but broke no, my fucking heart. Not, it's not going to happen because we can't fall any further than sixth. No, six. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, there's no way. We're, like, we legitimately cannot fall further than six, period. Like, we, we can go to first or we can go as far down as six, and it can't get any worse. I think you're going to get two or three. I honestly feel like I've been having the feeling since it came out with the lottery odds that we were really going to end up at three or four. I mean, I just really feel like it's going to be three or four, and we're going to end up with Bagley Porter uh Michael Porter Jr., who played like I think seven it's minutes be in college basketball. Bagley, Porter, and maybe, maybe we get lucky with somebody ahead of us taking like Doncic or something. And like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we get the three and somebody gets, pulls a Cleveland like, like what Cleveland did with Anthony Bennett and goes like, Ball goes like Doncic and then Bomba or something. Like you do realize that. Okay, so you do realize that that was the worst draft in NBA history <laughs> when you picked Anthony Bennett. But, but crazier things have happened. So, I yeah. mean, anything's pop. I'll say it once if I hadn't said it a hundred times. When it comes to these drafts, you it's these drafts are nothing but unpredictable at best. Because you never really know what a real or what any of these oh, yeah, franchises yeah. are really going to do until the time comes for them to do it. Like, who would have thought that Nerlens Noel would have slipped as far as he did? Like, he only like, slipped like four or five. I mean, he he was like almost consensus number one or two though in that draft. So you never know. He like, was trash. All all we need is that one is to be third and let that one team reach. All we need is one team to reach, and we can get a player that's going to make our fran- help make our franchise not be the only guy. Obviously, I will say this: will help make our franchise for the next decade. If y'all get number one, you can never say the NBA is rigged because the NBA is sure as fuck doesn't want Dallas to get the number oh, one overall pick. <laughs> they don't yes, want that shit. As hell, don't want Mark Cuban getting that right now. Twelve ounce sports. We are in the building. We got about three minutes left. 
So what the fuck's going on with this Golden State game? Golden State's walking away. Golden State's walking away. Philadelphia lost. Oh, hey, skip fucking Bayless. I thought that this team was going to go to the finals. Skip Bayless picked Oklahoma City versus Philadelphia. Now, I want to talk about that. I fucking don't agree with Skip on a lot of shit. I'm going to say I hate him because I might want a job. No, no, you know what? Fuck Skip Bayless. But, pause, however, Skip. Oklahoma City, Philadelphia, would that not be an entertaining ass fucking finals? With Joel and B. Oh, that would be amazing. And it'd be something different. This is it 113 to 97? It is. Oh, well, yeah, Kevin Durant. Thank God you had to go to a fucking super team to do something in the playoffs. Choking motherfucking ass. <laughs> but to be fair. Everybody deserves to get their chance, and if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. Oh, but if LeBron would have joined San Antonio or joined Kobe and all them motherfuckers, we... like he was sitting out there recruiting players. He joined a team that was already loaded as it oh, was. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't get it fucking twisted. The Warriors were recruiting him that whole entire last year he was in Oklahoma City. Let's not give... Kevin Durant, the benefit of the doubt. LeBron went to Cleveland, who had fucking whack Kyrie, who had been hurt his whole career. There was no Kevin Love when he went there. He went there with him and fucking Deion Waiters and orchestrated trades. Let's not act like the two of the trades, but we're running up on 15 seconds. This has been the Rehab Sports Guys. I am at Guru, And I'm at David underscore Dillavoo. And we love you guys, and we will holler at you guys later. Signing off. Peace.